Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. Every day I get to help women rise and find their own healing despite their circumstances. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. If you're looking for just betrayal topics, catch me on my former podcast where there are four years of golden content, all for free at your fingertips. All right, let's do this. Today we are talking with my friend Callie Pope about religion, being divorced and owning our sexuality. And Callie and I are neighbors, um, but we were chatting at the gym and this discussion came up. And so I'm like, how about you just come on the podcast? Because this is a topic that I get asked a lot. And I feel like you're more equipped to have the discussion than I am as I've stepped out of religion and you're in religion. So tell everyone who you are besides my neighbor and this cute friend. Oh, I am Callie Pope. So I grew up, I feel like Roman Mormon. I told you that, um, my mom was raised Catholic and and pretty Catholic. I mean, it wasn't Easter Christmas Catholic. Um, and my dad's side of the family was, and is LDS. And, um, but there was, you could tell that there was this fusion of both, um, coming into it, which I feel like was super, a huge blessing. Um, because it took me outside of thinking that one is right. And one is wrong. Mm, I love that. Um, and it did like my mom's side of the family. So I would say Christ-like, um, super supportive of family, um, wanted to be involved in lives and how can we help and serve? And I loved that my dad's side, there's 14 kids. So I didn't see them as often or intimately as Mm -hmm. I saw my mom's side of the family, but we would do a family reunion every other year. And for a while we, I was religious about attending that, but at a certain point it became a little bit less and less. And I love my dad's side of the family as well. Um, I, I did have a little bit more, uh, connection with my mom's side of the family growing up. Um, I've been married twice. So I do want to say that I think people have shame around that Yeah, and I have zero. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I, I don't, I, um, (laughs) Learn so much. I always say I had two completed marriages. They were complete and beautiful and hard. And I've had two successful divorces. Um, so out of those marriages, I had three kids with my first husband. And then I have one with my, with my second one, I have been single, um, for 15 years. So for a long time, um, and she's a pretty hot mama. So, you know, <laughs> if you're interested, <laughs> call me, no, just kidding. <laughs> series like everybody (laughs) okay here's her number no no um but um I will say that I was sexually like um very aware of myself sexually from a very young age um my mom jokes that like even when I was in my playpen it was super flirty I don't know if I would consider myself overly flirty though I, I feel like I reserve it for certain people. Well, I haven't seen you around men, mm-hmm. so I can't say 
but I know your personality. I'm very drawn to personalities yes. like yours, male and female. Yes. And it's, it, it's considered flirty, but you're also just really fun and friendly. Yes. So it's like, is it flirty? That's I true. don't know. And I grew up and most of my friends felt like guy friends too. Um, and so used to being around that, but growing up being a member of the church, um, the LDS, LDS Mormon and Catholic, let's be honest. Oh yeah. Even Catholic. I feel like a lot of times are taught some similar things, um, where my dad would explain things more encyclopedia, like here's the anatomy of things. And here's like this very, and I'm Mm going to say it's stale robotic, like here's you know, how sex works. And you're like, okay, okay. yeah, I never want to do that, you know, or whatever. Yes. (laughs) Um, and so then, you know, I was actually, you know, and again, I will tell you one thing about me is I am full of self-disclosure. Like I just say how it is. Um, I was pregnant before I was married and 19 years old. Um, my first husband and I decided we did get married. Um, we were married for seven years. He did end up joining the church. He was actually, um, I don't know if he would say he was probably non-denominational, but religious in a sense, he was actually a chaplain. Okay. Um, and so we were able to have some type of like spiritual talk. Uh, we did pray together and at a certain point he decided to join the church. Um, and so we had that at a certain point, he also decided to leave the church mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then that in between after divorce, I don't know how you felt. I but, mean, I'm still there. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm still in divorce. I don't know. I mean, I've only been divorced over a year. That's so. true. I feel like for me, um, there is one I did, I, we have kids. Mm-hmm. And so that did hold me a little bit more grounded though, with some responsibility of like still being the adult, yes, not being, you know, um, but I still went through a slightly rebellious stage of, um, maybe self-discovery, mm. um, dating. I did choose again. So I, Kevin and I, it took us a year and whatever, my first husband, a year, almost two years to get a divorce. And that was a process. So I used that time to say, Hey, I'm just not going to date. I was also going to school, becoming a dental hygienist, doing all of that. And so it kind of was easy because you're busy three little kids. You guys, I mean, I had a kindergartner, um, a one-year-old and a two-year-old, Oh, one, two and five. And so they were just, they were just babies. And honestly, I kind of was just a baby. I was 23 when I had all that. My my oldest three, I was, I was young. Um, but then just navigating that I decided, Hey, I'm going to wait until my divorce is final. I have a lot of healing to do. So then there wasn't this, how do I date at that point? But I did have a lot of self-discovery in that, but almost deceiving because I was like, I've got this, you know? So I get the divorce and I meet this guy at church mm-hmm. and like all hell breaks loose. What? <laughs> like everything that I feel like that I thought I was um, becoming with that period of time between um, separation and, and divorce. And then mm-hmm. how do I want to show up the rest of this time? 
And it's interesting because I can look back to both of my divorces and be like, I know what energy I was in on Mm, those divorces. I was needy. I was kind of desperate and just not trusting myself. Like I can't raise three kids by myself and let me break some news to you guys. I've raised four kids by myself. (laughs) It turns out you can, (laughs) not only can you raise three, you can raise four. And so, um, I lived in Gillette, then Wyoming for 15 years before I moved here in 2020. So Utah. And, um, I will tell you that uh, the LDS culture here is different than what I've ever experienced. For sure. And you live kind of, we're in the Mecca. Yes. So our little community is the highest population of the religion. Is that, I would say per capita for sure. Yeah. And um, like anything we say, we believe this is where I I feel like I, um, I love how I was raised because people who practice religion, even in the same religion, practice it differently. And so it is one of those, I love to become just this observer, one of myself too. I mean, it's easy to observe someone outside of ourselves, but even, um, just observing myself in a new type of culture and it's, it's exciting. And it's, it's, it's a little bit strange. Yeah. And so one of my goals when I got here was, okay, I'm going to like really put some effort into dating. And I will say, I've not had a bad experience with okay. dating at this point. Um, I will also say I'm not a huge, and again, you guys, um, dating apps, I'm not a huge swipe. I don't know which way it is. I don't, it's I, different on all the apps. Yes. So. <laughs> I was like, whichever don't way go is that from one app to one, another, because then you start accepting people you don't want to accept just done that before just did that (laughs) if we match I'm gonna have to unmatch and I'm gonna be like I'm so So sorry sorry. it was actually no (laughs) um at my son I will tell you this insert this so this is also with dating religion different things with kids I mean there's so many dynamics right Mm now um my custody like are you doing it alone yeah yes does impact dating it impacts everything yes so my experience is different than yours because So my first husband in the military, easy peasy, consistently out Mm. military made it easy. Honestly, I think upbringing Mm -hmm. was very similar. His there, his dad was in the air force. I love his dad, by the way, but his dad was in the air force. So, and just, I think the way that the people were raised, we just keep repeating patterns and habits until we, until we do something different, (laughs) decide that like, Hey, just awareness is huge. And I know that word gets thrown around, but, um, even just this confidence of living the life that you choose. And I just actually did a workshop on this, uh, or speaking engagement of consciousness is, um, or sorry, confidence is the consciousness of one's power. Mm. So we're looking for all this stuff outside of ourselves or a lot of times we're looking and blaming as well of like, well, this is Especially how I Especially after raised. divorce. Blame is a, yes, a big part of it that I think, um, I see women, we need to go through it to be the victim and then to get out of that victim and say, yes, one, I may have had 2% role. Or I may have 50% or hundred percent, yes. but I had a role yes, in my marriage and in my divorce. And now I'm ready to move forward. Yes. Because taking that, what, what, if we don't decide to reflect and learn the lesson, I mean, we'll repeat it, which I did. That's what I did. I'm a good example of that. I had something similar with yours of 
there was pornography use um, that I made mean some, I made it mean a lot about me. I'm just oh. not enough the not worthy. The like, you're very normal. Then I, when people don't make it about them, I'm like, how'd you do that? Yes. <laughs> Cause I was definitely like, Oh, he, I'm right here. And you're not choosing me. Yes. And I don't know what's TMI. I won't anyway, but <laughs> This is Ashlyn. <laughs> okay. I mean, cause my, one of my first, well, I was pregnant before I was married. So I, but I mean, also maybe date myself. I'm not that I, I don't feel old by any means, but I mean, AOL was just coming out internet 90. So I graduated 96. What? No. Exactly. People, when someone tells me like whatever at AOL, I'm like, really? Good for I have, you. <laughs> I have Gmail, but I also keep my hotmail. So I probably, you have hotmail. I do have hotmail. I love my hotmail. That was my first email. Oh, um, but I remember that, um, him and I had sex married, this was married sex, him mm -hmm. and I had sex and I'm getting up to use the bathroom. And when I come back, he's in our second bedroom looking at porn. Mm. And I just remember the devastation, like just complete, absolutely devastation where I did let it take over my life at one point, you know, um, and this, again, you guys were, we talk about preference here. Cause I like someone going to Hooters, you, someone else might be like, well, that's totally fine. And I encourage my <clears throat> significant other or husband to go do that. I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was a time where for lunch, him and the guys would go. And I had just had my third child. I'm 23 years old. I'm not looking like I just yeah. had my third but I remember walking, knowing that they were going there for lunch. So I walk in with my kids and a baby carrier. And I remember going and saying, can I talk to the manager? You guys are not going to know what I'm about to say. And Kevin sees me and starts, and the manager comes out and was like, oh, can I help you? I was like, yeah, I'd love to get a job here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> with your kids? With my kids. <laughs> And of course, though, my husband was like, you are not getting a job here. And I was like, Hey, if this establishment is good enough for you to eat here, it's way good enough for me to work here. So I handled things too. Like I look back at that though. And, um, I just learning, um, more about myself through again, both situations. I, I think I went into my second marriage again, like here, I'm a student. How am I going to take care of my kids financially? Um, and you, you don't want your kids to not have a dad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, and some other people, again, people can disagree with that too. That was me. I was like, I want them to have this father figure. They're still young. So they're not going to know the difference, right. just all of these things. But with that desperation and lack of trust in myself, I chose someone where I chose to keep ignoring red flags. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was, that, that was very short-lived. Um, but it was like the longest two and whatever years of my life and probably my kid's life as well. Um, and so when I moved to Wyoming, it, it was like total hot mess. Like you, this was I after was, the second divorce. This was after the, well, no, this was before, First. but I needed to get it was there was safety issues in this one. There was abuse, there were safety issues. Um, and so it was a little bit of some 007 to get mm -hmm. me. I mean, and who wants to go to Wyoming? No offense to any Wyoming people. I loved it. But honestly, let's be honest. When first going there, I was like, this is how my conversation goes with God. I was like, you do realize you put me somewhere where there's nobody. And he was like, I, I do. And I was like, oh, you're doing this on purpose. Aww. But I didn't feel like 
punished. I felt honestly, like he was like, there's going to be so much growth. This is where I'm going to put you to grow the most. And I really, really did. I mean, I was running businesses. Um, I did have my dental hygiene degree and I did that a little bit, but that is kind of where I found myself in the middle. Literally. I feel like literally of nowhere it's Gillette. You guys might have to look it up yeah, I don't on a map. That. It's like by South Dakota. So okay. people will be like, Oh, Yellowstone Jackson. I'm like, yeah. Oh, the unpop, the other side of that's the Northeast side okay. um, of Wyoming. And so anyway, I'm all over the place coming, coming back here though, coming to Utah was, I have my older three kids are in college. So I have my youngest one who was um, a sophomore and I just had already felt like it's time to move, Mm -hmm. be closer to kids. So honestly, so I didn't also have an only child that saw his siblings here or there. Yeah. And then the dating began and it is interesting because one thing that I will say is um, even on first dates, I, everybody like talks about sex. Yeah. That was shocking to me. Okay. And here's the funny thing for me is I started dating and then it, I do September every mm-hmm. year. And so I started dating and then all of a sudden I was talking about sex every day on my social media. So these people, you know, they're looking me up. And so I'm like, oh no, they're going to get the wrong impression. Like yes. they're going to think I want to have sex immediately. And no, I'm just opening up the space for people to talk. And it was pretty funny as I realized I did not plan to start dating at the right time. Maybe I should have waited until after September. Um, but it was pretty funny. So that is when I started getting a lot of questions. So when I started dating mm-hmm. last year, and it was September of like, how do I shut down my sexuality? I'm religious. Um, they were usually always LDS Mormons yes. and, you know, I'm divorced or I'm widowed. I need to shut this down. Yes. And I'm trying to date and I, it's so hard. Yes. Like where, where are the lines drawn? And, you know, we have as, um, I think a lot of Christianity has this, but it's, it's to wait till marriage. Mm-hmm to be sexually active. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about this, like those rules really helped as yes. younger adults, when you don't have a fully developed brain and you just want to go with emotion and all yes. of the things. So I think there is purpose in some of those rules, right? Yes. And now we're adults. Yes. <laughs> and so it's a little confusing. I've talked to men and women who are still in religion and who are adult dating mm-hmm. and confused. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I stand. I don't know where I fit in. Um, and so when I talked to you, it was like, oh, Callie's, Callie seems to know where she fits in mm-hmm. and also doesn't care <laughs> if people are like, you don't fit in yes. because you, you belong wherever you show up. Yes. You know that a lot of people don't know that. Yes. And I actually, because of my, I have scrupulosity, which means I, oh, my shirt's undone. Well, sorry, Callie. <laughs> um, I have very intense, this is right. And this is wrong. Mm -hmm. And I can't do gray. Mm -hmm. And so for me to try to like fit things into religion Mm -hmm. from a young, young age, it was very difficult for me. I always felt guilty Mm -hmm. like at eight years old, looking at the Bishop talking about fornication. I was like, I'm not doing it. I promise. And I was so worried. He thought I was, I was eight. That's how my brain is. It's very intense. It's Mm -hmm. like an OCD thing. 
And so for me, it doesn't work, but I have a lot of friends who they found that gray adult dating world where they're like, I've been more curious. Mm -hmm. I've been more soul searching. And this is where it works for me. And the fact that it's different for the different people they are with, which I find interesting. Like they still want connection. They still want, um, monogamy, Mm -hmm. even in dating, but it's different than a dating when we're teenagers. Absolutely. I hope with the skill that we have gained through our experience and time that we get to a place. It's interesting. You're like, well, we're fitting in. And I'm like, if I can fit in with myself, cause we're worried about fitting in somewhere else, then I do fit in wherever I go because sometimes it's by myself. Yeah. And other times it is with other people. And there are times where also recognizing Um, If you have become super aware and I, I will have a long ways of going with this, but I love that now I'm aware I do carry this energy with me. And there are times where I might walk into something and it's like, oh, I, it dipped like what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Like I really recognize something going on with this energy. And I like the energy I carry most of the time because we're human. Right. Yeah. yeah. And maybe even all of the time, it doesn't always feel good, Mm -hmm. but I'm also way okay with things not feeling good as well. Cause I'm going to trust myself that it's like, I will figure out what to do with this, how to process this and just that healthier stage. And so my thing going in, like if all the, if we go into something fearful, um, we're anxious, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what if, what if this happens? Or like, are we showing up right off the bat with the energy that we want to carry into a relationship, even getting to know somebody mm-hmm. relationship? So not even something serious. Um, what is your relationship with God? Have you worshiped a God that punishes you that always wants to show you what you're doing wrong? That, um, I, I smoked and I would, I remember that, um, I had smoked in high school. I had quit, but when I was with Chance's dad, it was super stressful. And that was my vice that, and I hated it. You guys, I hated smoking is gross. I don't judge anybody that smokes, by the way. I didn't like the way that yeah. it tastes. I don't like the way that I smell. And I felt like I was being deceitful anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want my kids to know. Um, I didn't mind certain people, but for sure, not my kids. Um, I wasn't around family, but it was interesting because there were times I would go outside to smoke and I was like, Jesus, come sit with me. Like, I hate this. Mm. I know that it's not good for my body. Will you just come sit with me while I do this? And I'm going to try. And he sat with me and well, I smoked. Um, but I think we get to call him. He's always there. And we think that we can only call on him if we're doing all the, good. the g- right, good, whatever type of things. But the person that's at church in the parking lot that wants to come in, but maybe had a night of alcohol or smoke or whatever, you know, yes, please, please come on in and join me and my imperfect self. And which is what we're meant. That's how it's supposed to be. Yes. Right. 100%. And in Utah, it is a little bit different than that. Um, I, Jody Moore, anyway, I follow Jody Moore. Jody just even said her and a friend were talking and it was like how it said visitors welcome. And it's like, could it be everybody welcome? Could it, could we say oh, yes. everybody welcome? Cause visitors does sound like, like my thing is, is when like, I do like 
like-minded people or like, um, what's the word? Yeah. yeah we have We're kind of trying to do the same thing yeah. or get to the same place. Um, I do like that. Um, and it, it is one of those things where it's like, I want home to be like this welcoming. So instead of visitors welcome, it's like, no, come home. Like this could be home, like a place of just refuge where all your worries, right. Mm -hmm. We leave at the door. So then when it comes to, I feel like now as an adult dating, we're not 14. Mm -hmm. Um, those served us when it did. So my thing is, is do we trust ourselves for a long time? I did not trust myself because mm -hmm. I was like, I am, I know I'm a sexual, like yeah. I love to make out love. You guys love to make out. <laughs> um, and like just the holding hands or touching, like it doesn't need to get super intense or crazy by any means. In fact, though, that sometimes is one of those where like, I potentially could be signaling something that I'm just wanting to do this and signal signaling something else because I do have intense. I've done vibes. the same thing when, if I smile a lot, they're like, oh my gosh, she's into me. And I'm like, I just have to actually, I'm just having a good time. Yes. Not with you. Just no. yes. <laughs> just kidding. I'm so rude. No, no, but, um, yeah, we can send the wrong signals. Okay. So I'm, I love what you're saying as far as trusting ourselves and the fear we bring into it. I think of the many women and men I, you know, I did like a dating meetup, right. When I started dating just to like mm -hmm. pull people together and like, what do, what can I expect? Let's talk about this. Right. And the idea that I, I love boundaries, mm -hmm. but entering, I entered dating with so many boundaries, too many, mm -hmm. um, but it kept me in a place where I felt like I don't know who I am mm -hmm. in this, in this stage of life. And I want to put up some safeguards for myself mm -hmm. to protect my heart. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I mean, it, it, my boyfriend now laughs because he's like, you were a lot of boundaries. Um, I mean, I gave him, I didn't even give side hugs. Like mm -hmm. you were lucky if you got a side hug. And so it's weird, but no, but it kept me feeling safe mm -hmm. and like I could trust. And I felt like I could go out with someone and they weren't going to expect something because mm -hmm. that is the most common thing I hear from my adult friends who are um, LDS mm -hmm. is like the fear of, I think they're going to want to have sex with mm -hmm. me day one, yes, date two. And they, that's why they're having those conversations on date one and saying, Hey, this is where I'm at with yes. sexuality. And the conversations again, becoming comfortable with certain things and it's okay. And part of that comfort is become becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. And so when I say that I'm adding that in there because it's like, again, we're adults, we can talk about sex. It's fine. Um, we are it also information shows up for us, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I see. I am putting walls up. Why am I putting walls up? Do I want to keep these walls up? What do I want to put down? You know, I, I do call boundaries, love lines. Like mm -hmm. it's not necessarily to keep people in or out. It's telling people like, this is my space of yeah. love and I'm inviting you, but here's how you yeah. can enter. <laughs> like it is one of those things. And so, um, trusting ourselves to say no, yeah. to be aware of the situation. Cause sometimes people do have nefarious like ideas, um, under the pretense of being LDS, mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's how we, like, that's how we got it. I can't tell you how many guys I've talked to that I found on mutual, which is pretty much an L I mean, yeah, it is 
I was on there, but it just said, I'm not Mormon anymore. Yes. But but I was raised. So it's still a giant part of me. And there's many, many um, guys. I don't see the girl. I mean, I don't, that's, I didn't choose that one, but there's um, that are like, I'm not active or I don't go to church or whatever it is. I love that though, because it's not like I'm coming in with the assumption that you are. And here's what I learned. I, of growing up um, LDS is just because you are, does not mean something. And just because you aren't, doesn't mean the other thing. Yeah. And so just because someone is telling me that they are so coming here and I, um, I've dated some non, but most have been going on dates that are, and each one was so different. Absolutely. different. That's what's so interesting is, um, I've had, I have a friend who she'll date all, you know, all over the place, but they'll say, you're not Mormon enough for me, but mm-hmm. they're also going out and getting drunk or getting high. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, what kind of Mormon are you? I don't understand. I'm not doing those things. Yes. Like what? So, and sometimes I take out, I think too many times I blamed the way I was being raised on my religion. So I was careful with my own kids where I'm like, they're like, well, we can't go to a school dance because we're LDS. I'm like, actually, I like that practice, whether we are or not, I'm choosing to do that. You can blame it on being LDS if you want to, but that's not why I am choosing to teach my kids to do it this way. And I also don't think anything of any 14 year old out on the dance floor, I, or 12 year old, whatever before. And so trying also Cause here's what I feel like happens too with dating is, um, is really, do we believe the principles that we are taught, um, and to what degree, or are we doing the checklist, the, the living of the law type of thing fear again, out of fear, which I was like, I don't want to live my religion out of fear. I, I did. And I, I'm, it's that dang scrupulosity. I was just like, I gotta be good. Mm-hmm. And so I love, um, for now, mm-hmm. I still believe in God mm-hmm. and have those discussions and I'm definitely not living a life I lived mm-hmm. three years ago in religion. Yes. It is a very different life. And I'm, I don't feel any less loved. If anything, I feel more loved by yes. God. Yes. And that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense to old me. Yes. Old me would have been like, you're not going to be happy if you know, so yes. I'm like, it is just it's an interesting dynamic. We just all are raised different and have vision, different visions that we see the world through. And maybe you feel like you are more authentic with yourself, whereas you weren't prior Yeah, and maybe worshiping this God that was like, he wants me. And again, with scrupulosity, he wants me to be good. And there again, it would be hard to live an authentic life out of just fear. Yeah. yeah. Um, where inviting him in. And again, I always joke because I'm like, why wasn't I blessed with some like freaking awesome like talent, you know, volleyball player or some dancer? I don't know. I'm thinking I'm a gymnast. I don't know. Um, but I think one thing he was like, Callie, the gift I gave you was that you're loved. What greater gift could we give ourselves and others? than just knowing that we are loved regardless of what we do or don't do. Right. And so bringing that though, that energy into learning about a new relationship, I'm going to tell hopefully something that will help so many people right now about going out there 
And here's what I didn't do that has taught me something that I hope gives you a measuring stick at least. Are you willing to commit to me and me to you on the level of intimacy that we're going to have? Do you want to raise a baby with me? You know, if I get an STD or something, are we, are we cool? Like, is that, and when I say that, or even just this emotional commitment that I want to exchange with someone. Um, so for example, I started talking to this guy recently and he lives, he lives in California. And so we hadn't met, met yet, but we did video conference and all of those things. And you guys, <clears throat> I have a sweet spot for South Koreans. So here he is Korean, speaks all these languages, super intellectual. I thought witty, we, we could banter back and forth. So I love laughter, but within eight days, it was like, Hey, selfie, like, give me a selfie or here's this picture. And it, and they weren't like, I mean, it was like hey, me in the bathroom, self chest him, by the way. And I was like, I've not held your hand. I like, I don't know, like who your family is, how you interact. Like there's other curiosities that I'm like, those are the things. So value to desire. Do, do you value me this? And, and again, I get to decide that sometimes we're like, do you value me? And you're letting someone else tell, tell you those things. I want to see and feel it on, a, on yeah. a level and be able to talk about it too. And so that's where I think that when you're going into things, when you're figuring things out, um, recognize that it's a process, recognize that you trust yourself. One, when I say trust ourselves, like if, if I get myself to a point where I was like, Oh, I was maybe okay with that. I think I took it too far. Trust yourself that you can back it up and it's fine that you're not like, see, okay. Yep. I committed some horrendous sin or did something like that. I'm now unloved or devalued mm -hmm. or all those things. No, all of those stay the same through any type of type of experience that, that we're having and the choices that we're making. So how do you want to respond to it? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, Oh, I didn't know that about myself. Mm -hmm. I put up a lot of walls. I can maybe take, what do I oh, want to yeah. take? Down? I definitely took walls down, but in the beginning I needed them to trust myself. Yes. Right. Like I didn't, it's just, I, I don't know how to explain it. If you haven't been in this arena, mm -hmm but you don't know until you're in it. Yes. And so I was so afraid, like, I don't know who I am mm -hmm. now. I, I left religion a year previous mm -hmm. and here I am now in an adult world where that is an option. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I want it to be an mm -hmm. option. Right. Like, I don't know where my values are yet. Yes. I'm still figuring that out. So I just, okay, I'm going to just boundary up because yes. I don't know. Do you know what I would say to when we say that's not an option? So one thing that's totally helped me is everything's always an option. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I choosing, let's just say not to drink? Uh -huh. Why am I choosing not to have sex or to have sex? Um, there are many people that are like that. It's not a religious thing that they're like, no, I don't touch alcohol. Yeah. And sometimes us being raised the way that we were, we're like, really? And you're not religious. Like, that's amazing. You know? Yeah. But it is, that's where I'm like this beautiful curiosity that we have as we are, because our whole point is growth. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think dating is very much like growth. I just learned something new about myself. And it's interesting because sometimes this wall thing. So I did tell this guy after a certain particular exchange, I was just like, I just think that maybe we should end it here because we were still planning on seeing each other. Um, he had a trip to take and, um, and then my thought after that was, is like, did I end it too soon? And at this point, the answer is it doesn't, I mean, it's in, it's, I, we had a few, um, I felt like mature back and forths, but I mean, it's been a little bit since I've, since I've had any communication, I did choose to delete just contact or whatever. I mean, when you meet someone and you're like, okay, I've known you now for two weeks. It's like, do why would I keep you in my phone? Yeah. It's, and it's not out of like some immature response or reaction. It was more of like just this conscious choice of like, I mean, there, I don't know if there's even a point. And if I truly am wanting to end this, would that keep a temptation or like, yeah. Oh, you know? Yes. Cause I wanted it to be something mm-hmm. that, it, that it, 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 it at this point isn't, it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. So I have to tell you this. Um, I'll keep names out, but I have, um, one of my women's groups, um, she's no longer in it. One of the cute gals, but she was divorced and she started dating and she's religious LDS and was like, I'm so in love. I, it's so hard to make out and then not be able mm-hmm. to go any further. Mm-hmm. And they got to the point where they wanted to get married mm-hmm. and she's coming to a group every week. And she's, I mean, it's a, it's a group for once betrayed women, mm-hmm. right? It's not even my divorce group. She just happened to be both, you know, mm-hmm. both. And so she's like moved through her betrayal. And now we're just all there for the show. Like, tell us about the dating, you know, and it's the cutest because you're still triggered Yes, in those new relationships. If you've had a past relationship or a life before you're going to have triggers in some way, which are just opportunities for you to grow. And so she's, she would say, I'm just, I don't know what the right thing to do is. Mm -hmm. And it was cute. One of the other girls in group is um, LDS. And she just said, you're an adult. So you get to choose. And it was the sweetest thing because she wasn't saying go have sex. Mm -hmm. She said, don't, I'm not saying go have sex. Mm -hmm. I'm saying you get to choose. Mm -hmm. And it was cute because she came back and she's like, we definitely had sex. (laughs) And she was so happy. And she said, we went and we spoke Mm -hmm. to our religious leader and said like this happened. Mm -hmm. And they were so afraid that, okay, now we're not going to be able to get married and Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And that religious leader showed up in a really positive way Mm -hmm. and was like, well, yeah, you guys are adults and you Mm -hmm. have this goal. And so maybe we need to pull back a little bit, but, um, he respected that they were adults making adult decisions. Yes. And it wasn't, uh, it was interesting, you know, Mm -hmm. it always goes different ways with whoever the religious leader is. Um, but she had a good experience with Mm -hmm. it and I thought it was really cute to, to watch it now. On the other end of the spectrum, I have a gal in one of my, again, betrayed, once betrayed groups who is not LDS, but mm-hmm. is religious. And um, it's been fascinating to to watch her navigate that mm-hmm. and to, okay, now we're going to live together, mm-hmm. but that goes against how I mm-hmm. grew up. 
but it also feels very right mm-hmm. and doesn't like it's just it's really it's fascinating for me to watch these women who are in and out of religion who mm-hmm. are now navigating new waters but as an adult yes. and an adult who's had a lot of life experience and hurt and who's learned boundaries mm-hmm. and learning who they are and reclaiming that mm-hmm. and and saying this is how I'm going to show up. Yes. With or without a middleman of a religion saying yes. This is what you need to do. It's like this is where I'm good. This yes. is where I feel good with God, with myself, yes, with my person. Yes. And I love that. I do. I mean even your energy um is I feel like you can, it's open and welcoming and non-judgmental and just this kindness and this gathering where it is like, that's how you're showing up. I mean, whether, so we start putting these labels on us, like we're divorced. Mm -hmm. There's a label, shame, 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 you know, (laughs) if you want, but I love breaking. I I love when I'm like, I love being wrong. I know that sounds crazy. But when someone can like, again, what it does is it shifts my brain mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I feel this expanse yeah. and I'm like, I absolutely love that. Um, the way people live their lives and why they live it, the, the way that they live it and connecting the dots too. of, um, I mean, you hear about the word of wisdom and then there's the 103 year old lady who's kicking it like, and you're like, what's your secret? And she's like, whiskey and cigarettes. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so maybe it works. <laughs> I mean, and again, that's probably more the anomaly because a scientist of any would probably say, I, I mean, <laughs> typically it doesn't work that way, but this is where the practice of agency is so huge that he's given us. And it's not to restrain us. It's not to limit us, to bondage us. It is to free us. And that is why we get to um, go and have sex or not go and have sex or, or, you know, um, live the life. Like my thing would be is what are you trying to create? Who are you trying to become? Do these choices like get you closer to that? Or do they take you away from that? I love non-negotiables where it's like a non-negotiable shame. I feel like is we say love and fear or love and even hate. And I'm always like, I think the opposite of love is shame. Love is the most connecting energy and emotion that we can have with everything. Shame to me is the most disconnecting, isolating, Mm -hmm. lonely, despair, all the other things where I was like, okay, shame is not going to enter the vehicle, this, this vehicle, it will try by the way. Oh, but you can like, there's resilience. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, I took uh Brene Brown's shame resilience class Mm -hmm. seven years ago and it's funny. It's same with triggers. Oh, you took shame resilience class. So now you don't have shame. I'm like, no, I have resilience to shame. It may take me a couple minutes. It may take me a couple hours. Um, I felt shame this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, when I, we, we had, a my retreat is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the girls shared some really hard news. She has to have emergency surgery and she cannot come. And I feel shame that I now have to tell my partner in business, like, Hey, we have to, this is what's happening. It's a situation. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional situation. And also we have to refund this money Mm -hmm. and deal with that loss. And there's just a Mm -hmm. lot of it. And I take the blame. It's my fault. How is it my fault? Yeah. 
but it's, that's where shame takes me. Yes. Right. And I don't need to, Yes, I need to feel love for her and what she's now going through Mm -hmm. and love for the girls that I get to take more attention to. Mm -hmm. There's one less person that I was going to take my attention and Mm -hmm. now won't, won't be there. Yes. And it's still going to be a great retreat. So yes. And with sometimes that added information, it is like, now I just also feel this like compassion yeah. and I feel an elevation of gratitude, but I was also feeling from a business standpoint, all these other things like that are factual things. Like yeah. we do have to take this loss or, you know, and that sometimes I think too many times we do try to compartmentalize certain things, but at the same time, there, I feel like our appropriate times where it's like, okay, this is, and shame may have been your constant companion for years. It definitely was. Yeah. And now how beautiful that it's like, it can be like a frenemy for a minute. Like she pops in for sure. Yeah. Pops in. And yeah. So, oh man, I think, um, I'm just going to give you my point of view from mm-hmm. when I was LDS and religious and going to church and married mm-hmm. and seeing single women come into church, single mm-hmm. uh, fathers, single moms. And I, I remember looking at them and thinking like, oh, they're so cute because mm-hmm. usually when you get divorced, like you kind of like, okay, I have more time to yeah. take care of myself or I'm going to step it up because yes. I'm dating. Right. And I wish I would have reached out more. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have befriended them and tried Mm -hmm. because I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, They were different Mm -hmm. than me. I didn't know how to relate to them. And that sounds so ridiculous because I am the same person Mm -hmm. I was when I'm not, I mean, not, but I am right. Like divorce doesn't mean you have this plague that is now going to spread to you. Mm -hmm. If you are my friend and Um, so I just, I want to make sure that those listening who are in religion or not Mm -hmm. are loving the people who are there, who are coming, who don't have a partner, Mm -hmm. especially the LDS religion, where you're told the highest degree of glory Mm -hmm. is with a person. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have a person going to church is actually really hard Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're told you're not going to make it. Yeah. You don't have a person or you've given me this commandment and not the opportunity. Yes. So here's, so I, um, I am going to be, I don't know how many people listen to this. Um, I was excommunicated. Yeah. And which um, means what for the people who don't know what that means, that means that your membership is, is not taken away. away. And typically involuntarily. I mean, even when I say that some people go like you and say, Hey, take my name off. This you you sit down and you have a uh like a meeting with uh like the bishopric or state presidency. I can't see religious anything. leaders mm-hmm. who are deciding your worthiness to be I a think member. It's a membership. I, I think it's a lot of things, and I think um we can view that as negative. And I will say that that was the hardest, most beautiful thing ever that I experienced because as that is happening, they also say one, 4%. And I don't know what it would be now. Cause that was like in 2002 or three, three or four, some, I don't even remember, mm-hmm. but I do remember them deciding. And I don't, you guys, I want to put this out there that I do not disagree with their decision. I absolutely 
agreed with their decision 100%. I thought I wanted it even of like this beginning anew. It's like a gift like to say, start over, start over, which if I sacrament's supposed to do that, like all these other baptismal things or these covenants that we've made, but there was this challenge in me. One, it hit me harder than what I realized it would. They say, now you no longer have the gift of the Holy ghost. And I can't tell you that even with all the stuff that I had been doing, when they, when they said that I felt something leave me Mm. and it was super painful to me. I can tell you when my, when, when my membership was reestablished with that, that's a huge process. It's an application. You can get denied over and over and over and over the joy that I felt when that was reestablished was just as amazing as the horrendous pain I felt when, when they, they said, you no longer have the gift of the Holy ghost. It was that, that was more painful that them saying that and feeling that feeling was more painful to, than them saying, you're no longer a member of the church of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. And so, um, when, when I say these things, I look at everybody, this is where I'm like, this is so individually, we need to individually get inside of ourselves to collectively raise every those that, that we come in contact with, that we cross paths with, that we, we just become more compassionate and kind. And that wasn't a determining, like that didn't say, this is now who I am. Mm -hmm. Or I am like, I am very much a daughter of God. Who's been divorced. Who's been married. Who's had sex, who's drank, who has helped serve people who I just like, who do I want to become? And I hope that it's not based on something particular, but I can use me being LDS and active LDS as a tool and instrument for other people. Mm-hmm. So when you're saying walking in, when you haven't been in someone else's shoes, though, it's hard. It, it is hard. And so my thing is, is that's where Christ comes in. If you're a Christian, because it doesn't have to be LDS where I'm like, he has experienced all of that. My belief is all of that for mm-hmm. everybody. So he is someone that you can truly say has felt the way that I felt. Um, I thought it was sad when people did get cancer. Well, then my aunt got cancer and passed from it, who was someone. And that means like cancer and death and different things now means something way different because I personally experienced it. Yeah. So I also give myself grace of also like, I don't know everybody's Mm -hmm. trials or problems. I do know that everybody has them. Mm -hmm. Um, judgment. Oh my heavens. Like if I'm going to judge others the way that I will be judged, I need to give tons of grace <laughs> and compassion and love because I have a lot mm-hmm. that I could be judged on. I truly do. And what our brain does though, is we go to such negative things and I'm always like, give the positive things just as equal airtime. Mm-hmm. Like all of that is there too. So for those that are divorced, um, that are a, a religion, um, that is taught, especially on like principles of chastity or sexuality where I'm like the whole point, I feel like of most Christian religions is to get closer to Christ. We can sidetrack ourselves by saying, well, the church, which someone, I know people will disagree with me on this, which I'm okay with, but it's like, I want my, my relationship with Christ intact. I want to be able to go to him with everything. Like I just had sex. 
I just did the thing, this thing even, I mean, and I didn't have sex, but I did all the other, these other things or whatever the case is that is really between Christ and I, I also truly believe though, that there is wisdom in saying, bring something maybe to your bishop or your state president or your therapist, or Mm -hmm. there is something to me in vocalizing and verbalizing what's going on in here and allowing that to come out. How many times have we asked ourselves or it's like, Oh, Ashton, do you know where? And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I know where it is, but I think I had to verbalize it openly. And a lot of times um, we can solve certain things. Oh, for sure. I process real time on social media all the time. I'm like, oops, so well, leave it. Here you go. Yes. And I'm like, this is the humanness of us all. Like there's so much humanness um, where it's like, I don't want to avoid things. I don't want to resist things. I want to process things. I want to experience things. I want to fail. Um, And I hope I'm becoming more deliberate with those fails. This is off topic. I went to CrossFit this morning, which I don't do. I'd already done it once. My hip was hurting. So he was showing me these modalities. I think CrossFit's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and why do I think it's scary though? It's like, well, like you're like strong people and they're doing all these things and you're going to fail and not do the things or, and so what do I do today? I dropped the bar on my shins, you know, I, out of all the days they were doing snatches, which those are super technical actually. And there there's a lot of form, not just in every, I feel like every movement. So Mm -hmm. it's not just like swing it up over your head. It's like, no, you thrust your hip and pull don't round. And I was like, oh my gosh, anyway. And I was like, I'm still really glad. Look Mm -hmm. at all the stuff that I'm learning that I'm choosing to learn. And so I would just say also just have more trust in yourself. If it's a religious thing, recognize that it's a a spiritual thing with you and who ultimately for me, heavenly father, my savior, my heavenly mother. And, um, like, am I going to them? Am I going to all these outside sources before I go inward? Mm-hmm. I feel like the great thing is, is the awareness of every time I try to go outward, it's, it's a reflection of my trust for myself. And that doesn't mean don't go outward and ask questions, but like, choose, I just choose to like, I want to take this to me and the Lord first or me and myself and meditation or journal writing is super awesome or whatever practices that you do that you find like clarity in give yourself some space. I'm always like, hold space no. or just be quiet. Can we just be quiet for like five minutes and listen? I think we miss that. Like the simplest things are the things that have the most power and we don't do them. Yes. Me included. Yes. Like it's just a human thing. Like that's too easy. I'm not going to do that. Yes. I was like, no, that's the thing. Yes. Or you're feeling out of control because something is or isn't happening, whether it's dating or whatever it is. And it's like, I can't control anything. And then someone will say, well, breathe. And it's like, oh, I don't want (laughs) to. Like, why would I stupid? (laughs) Yeah. But I was like, oh my gosh, when you're like, okay, it's remember we're talking right now, feeling out of control and you can control your breath. Mm -hmm. Start with what you have and the simplistic. Why do we, why are we always seeking something so hard when we're already dealing with something that feels a little bit hard? Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not hard enough. And it's like, (laughs) no, but (laughs) let me add to it. No. Oh man. Well, I, I hope that, um, women, men, religious Mm -hmm. or not religious take from this, like, Hey, your sexuality is your own. Um, when I'm asked, how do I shut it down? I just want to like reach through my screen and hug them and say, Mm -hmm. don't, Mm -hmm. don't 
um, you can have your own individual sexuality Mm -hmm. and you can have it with a partner Mm -hmm. or if you choose to have your, you know, somebody, Mm -hmm. lots of people said, are you, are you going to have a host stage? I was like, Oh my gosh. But it, I, it's mm-hmm. apparently a thing. Um, I did not have a host stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I opted not to, <laughs> I was asked to, and I was like, I think I'm going to opt out mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit my values. Yes. Like it just didn't feel right for me. Yes. Um, but it doesn't mean it doesn't feel right for others. And right. so I've learned through that, like, one person's host age is their growth, like mm-hmm. huge amounts of growth of understanding who they are. Mm-hmm. And then to see them pull back and say, I'm going to push pause. Mm-hmm. It's actually yes. a really beautiful thing to watch. Yes. Um, that I would have never understood before. Yes. Um, so whatever stage you're in and whatever beliefs, figure out your values, figure yes. out what keeps you feeling love for yourself and with whatever higher power you believe in. Yes. James Fowler is the one that he talks about faith crisis and different things, but just different, different levels of that. And it is just one of those things where it's like, just going back to what are we shutting off and why do we want to shut it off? Mm -hmm. Um, Because for some people, alcoholism, let's just say it's not, I mean, some people it is like, this probably will serve me best if I just don't touch it anymore. Mm -hmm. Other people have learned how to moderate it, you know? Um, sex, there are people that have sex addictions that, mm-hmm. as we know, yeah, yeah. That, that creates other like ripples that haven't served them and, or other people as well. Um, I mean, there's, there's monks, there's people that choose sex fasts mm-hmm. also, or, um, beast is it? Yes. Beast? Yep. Beast <laughs> <Okay. or> fast. <laughs> you gotta do both. <laughs> yes. I mean, so it is where it, um, that there's, there is a learning and that, why are we doing or not doing these things? Mm-hmm. Where is this belief coming from? That is the beauty of it. Cause we're uncovering all of us that, that we haven't paid attention to. Yeah. Um, and like, I have really been concentrating on like high herself, my higher self of like, what is beyond this? What is already here though, that I need to, I, I would like to find and search it out and have it surface so that I can know what's going on. And then I get to decide, like, do I want to keep that? Or like, what, what else is, what else is out there for me to become, I feel like my higher self. Mm-hmm. And so, um, recognizing that, especially again, as adults, where it is like, you do have so much compassion when it's, when someone is saying like, um, should I, or shouldn't I, as an adult, which mm-hmm. is not bad. What do you think though? Like, tell me what you think, like, mm-hmm. let's talk about you and where that came from. And, um, uh, again, is it out of, am I doing something out of guilt? Am I doing something out of shame? Am I not? Cause I could also say I won't have sex, but it's going to be a different energy. I'm coming from like, maybe at this commitment of mm-hmm. I'm, I'm coming from it from a more empowered commitment because me, I learned a lot from having sex before I was married and during mm-hmm. that I wouldn't otherwise know that now I do want to wait until I'm married to have sex. I would love that experience. And I wanted to talk to you about this too. When people are like, well, how do we know that we're compatible? Mm. And I think that's Tell a me, big how do you know? Okay, girlfriend, this is what I honestly, I feel like I, again, I think though, when we shut off or yeah. I mean, they're asking to shut it off. 
I've asked, I've had so many yes. people ask that. It's like, well, how would you know if you're sexually like compatible, if you've shut something off, how would mm-hmm. you even know where for me, like this guy that I was talking to, I'm like, oh, we would have no <laughs> problem. Like, I, I don't even have to, like, I haven't even physically seen you yet. And I would know that. I went out and I, you guys, I don't know why I do this. I've, I've went out with, I nicknamed sometimes these guys, like one of them, I did call Mr. Delicious. He was so, (laughs) he was so magazine perfection. I was living with my sister-in-law before I, when I moved here, I didn't know where I was going to move into. So it was with my brother and sister-in-law. They have a ring or something. They have the, where someone rings the doorbell Mm -hmm. and the camera. And it was like, dang. And my brother's like, hello, I'm here. Like, honey. And we were like, look at this guy. (laughs) I did not feel a sexual connection to him. I felt that there was this emotional distance. Like there was like some emotional unavailability Mm -hmm. that I wasn't overly sexual. I mean, but by looking at him, Mm -hmm. you would be. um, And so that's where I was just like, I, I, it can go, don't make the decision based off of that. I, I, that's, that would be my thing. Are we sexually compatible? Like, you know, and I remember kissing my boyfriend, one of my first boyfriends and was like, okay, we got to work on this. Yeah. you got to at least <laughs> kiss people. Oh, I'm come on, please kiss. <laughs> I will Sounds kiss like you. I will kiss I will all kiss of them. You. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will tell you, I went out with this 27, you guys, I I'm 44. I went out with this 27 year old guy from Dubai who has all this international. Again, I'm very sapiosexual. I'm like, your brain is so yummy. That's my boyfriend. He, he seemed yes. We're, well, Annie, he, he's a good looking dude too. So if you don't, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. She's not lying. Um, <laughs> he's very but it was one of those things where I did go. So we met at a ski lodge and it was so high energy flirtation from both of us. And then when we went out, it was like a totally make out session. My youngest <laughs> does know this. And he was like, why are you saying this? And I was like, Oh, maybe, I mean, you're, you're now you're a senior in high school. I mean, hopefully you can handle that. But I also knew that I probably wouldn't go out with him again. We did like great discussion, great. All these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, what really could connect us was probably the most was something very physical. And I just, if that's your thing, but that's, I'm just at a point in my life where I do want my forever. I do want someone that's super committed honestly. So I can like also offer that Mm -hmm. and experience the same on, on a different level than I've experienced it before. I've been married twice, but I don't feel like I've ever been on a sexual level that included all of me, Mm. my, my soul, my emotions, my mental energies. And for physical, I physically, it was yeah, there was some good times had, but other than that, where I still want to experience. Yeah. It's going to rock your world. I'm excited for you. (laughs) Where is he? Hello. (laughs) She's already. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, where can they find you, Kelly? I am at CallyPopeCoaching.com or, um, I am, you and I talked about this. So right now my website is up, but will be under construction. Cause I am a relationship coach. I was creating a niche with parents and teens, which I think is awesome. Um, because I've had that experience and mm-hmm. learned so much, but I'm like, it's relationships, not only just with women, I've had some men clients. I love working 
um, in, in that arena too, but CaliPopeCoaching.com. Right now I do a three month package and a six month package because um, the value that you will find in doing something for, I feel like mm-hmm. three months is good. Six months is great. But when we're trying to rewire what you've experienced yes. in your, your programming for your life, whatever that is, it is a beautiful yet hard journey and interesting. You put effort and time and daily practice into these new belief practices. People come to me all the time and they're like, whether it's, I want to lose weight, a lot of it's relationships. They'll mm-hmm. come to me actually saying, Hey business, but then we get into this relationship. Yeah. So I deal a lot with relationships and that's what the new website will be awesome. is just the different aspects. And the relationship could be with money, but it all, your business um, with religion, with spirituality. So with your God or whatever it is with yourself, with a spouse, with hard people to be around. Um, so there's lots of we different have them all <laughs> the gamut. We get to experience all of that. And I, what I believe about that and why I'm so passionate too, is my motto in my life is strengthen relationships and create good memories. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like we're going to leave with. Yep. It is. We're not going to take anything else with. So I want the best relationships. And that also doesn't mean it's with everybody. It's, but it's with one particular person and I don't know where you are. (laughs) So (laughs) that's where they can find me or just, you can go to Cali Pope coaching at Gmail and email me as well. Okay. Thank you for this discussion. Ashlyn. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.